Hello everyone and welcome to Funky and Face. Oh, beautiful. T- two brothers talking footy. <laughs> That's got a nice ring to it, hasn't oh, it, Face? Beautiful ring. It just rolls off the tongue. It does, mate. Welcome. Welcome to Face's Shed. Thank you. Where 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 is Bezza? Well, where, where's his bake? There's no been no interruptions in the introduction. <laughs> no talking on Goody Saints. He's not here. He's missed his first episode. This is about what, episode twenty one. Something rather? 21, season two. That's yep. his first miss. So we'll give him that. He's in Bali. And, and <laughs> now, let's, let's just talk about it right now. Let's talk about it. When you go away on a sunny holiday, beach holiday, who gets a tan before the holiday? <laughs> who tans? Ten days away. It's a great time to get a natural tan. Soak up those sun rays Beautiful and let the sunrise. sun... But he's... He's shredded weight. He's shaved down. He's, he, did the, he did the 30 for 30. Yeah. Yep. He dieted all for vanity purposes. And then last minute he got a tan. He, Unbelievable. He, yeah. what, what maybe we'll do, we'll share with our brothers and sisters the photo that he sent us. He is a, a, a darker shade. He is a darker ten, shade. Ten, ten shades darker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's teeth stood out uh, very, very... Brightly. But uh, good for the two of us. We haven't done the two of, two of us before, and I'm no, sure ratings are going to go through the roof, mate. Well, now that we've touched on Baz and his tanning, how's The Bachelor going for you, Funky? You've been into it this year. Um, I watched that first episode. I watched a little bit of The Walkout, and I haven't seen it since. Oh, that, that's um, more like so, you. That's, oh, that's, better. Yeah. that's good from you. I haven't been I haven't been back into it now, but no. uh, Baz is normally obsessed with that. You, you've been watching it? <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, Survivor, actually. Survivor's good this series, Survivor and I've never watched and Netflix, it before. Netflix, actually, been getting into. So we might need to talk about your Netflix favourites. I've been compelled with watching the cricket. I'm I'm loving the cricket, and I'm going to have a bit of a flavour about the cricket later on. But I think the cricket's been fantastic. So as we talk, Australia been sent into bat. They're not for eight in the first innings. It's hooping all over the place, and Warner and Harris are just hanging in there. And quietly, how good is it seeing a Marcus Harris, who for our brothers and sisters is Funky's name? Um, Opening and batting for Australia. Well, um, Pop, Pop always said that you'd do that. Did he? He said he said I'd play tennis for <laughs> he Australia. Was, he was a very poor judge, <laughs> our our, uh, our grandfather. Uh, but um, Mark Harris, who opened the batting for the Barossa District A twos, was a very poor opening batsman. I tweeted out to um, our followers about uh, Matt and I running between the wickets at some that. stage. We opened the batting for the Brosser District A2s and we were woeful. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Yes, Sorry. we were woeful. <laughs> uh, so I've been enjoying the cricket. Um, so tonight, Face, just the two of us, I'm sure it's going to be yeah. pretty entertaining. We're, we're going to talk about our followers and I want you to mention, I've just blown up Twittersphere this week, so that's been great. Have done well. Um, Baz's Bake is out. So this about week. About time too. This week. Yeah, it's been poor. Funky's flap. Beautiful. Um, we're going to do Would You Rather, we're going to share that, and uh, you're going to go Faces Fresh Finds, so looking forward well, to it, Face. i tell you what, Fresh Finds was on the bench last week, because Ross Waite, and deservedly so, he was brilliant last week, uh, so not enough time for Fresh Finds, which, okay, that's fine, uh, normally disappoints. <laughs> it was, um, now after Roscoe last week, yeah. having a chat to you and Baz... Both of you said how you were inspired just by talking to him. And he, someone like Roscoe he makes you think. He makes you think about how you can be a better person. person. So yeah. he was a cracker. Um, it was good to hear some banter from some other people who follow Ross as well. Um, the funny thing is, uh, Koshi did a video 
of the power community living, what it's yeah. all about. It's like, oh, you could have done that last week. Oh, and any chance of Sean Roscoe, who's the main man, oh. uh, it, was all, it was all koshy. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> we spent our week preparing for Roscoe, Doing and we came research. in with all these stats, and then um, a little bit later, koshy does the video. That would have been handy last One week. One week earlier anyway. would have saved me a bit of time. But anyway, <laughs> uh, who's our followers this week, Face? Well, before we get into that, Funky, we went to uh, Crow's game, final game at... Um, Adelaide Oval on the weekend versus Collingwood. Five minutes into the first quarter, you were watching Brisbane versus Geelong on your phone, um, which got a mention on Touch of the Fumbles with Tom Richardson. Well done to Tom Richardson. And I think he owes me a favour because he said, (laughs) how am I going to write a thousand words about this game? And I've given him ten. So, uh... (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Mm. Um, I reckon you were watching some other games that are watching Crows Collingwood. I was in my second beer. Brizey probably couldn't see, our dad couldn't see the game because he didn't take his glasses. It was a shocking performance from Adelaide, wasn't it? My prediction was, because you, you, you were pumped, like you're always pumped up, aren't you? Yeah, They're running I'm, out I'm and you're like, Brody Smith, I love you, Brody. <laughs> and you're like, Funky, who's going to win? <laughs> I say, we're going to get smashed. And we're like, oh. <laughs> and, so, uh, and we got smashed. We got smashed. Yeah. Um, Rossi Lyon losing the free O gig. Yeah. Strange media performance after. Did you see the Ross Lyon isms over his career? Uh, give them to me. Uh, I haven't been. I've not prepared. Oh, come on, mate. Where's your research? Uh, I've got the research. I just didn't bring it with me. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of Ross Lyon quotes that yeah. are quite funny. We might have to tweet them out during the over week. Over time. So I think think there's quite a few. But um, everyone's saying that they shouldn't have sacked him. Four years of not making the finals on his yeah. salary. Yeah. I think they've got their well-resourced footy club. They need to be better than that. So I think that's the right I decision. I think their president spoke... President? Chairman. No, yeah, the chairman, thank you. Um, not Rossage, because he got the sack. He spoke brilliantly at the press conference about why they made the decision on the... Um, as Marcus Harris just gets out of Joffrey Hutch at one down. God damn, that was a beautiful delivery. Um yeah, it, uh, it was probably the right decision. If they're not going to be there in 2020, why waste 12 months? Mm. Might as well bring that decision forward now. It's going to be expensive for them. And these contracts that people yeah. are paying out, so North Melbourne are paying out Brad Big Scott's year. contract, uh, Fremantle pay, play, paying out Ross Lyons' contract. It's a lot of money yeah. on poor decision-making. Yeah. Let's get on to followers. I'll tell you what, after your tweet, and we'll get into that soon, 115 Twitter followers now for Funky Best Face. So welcome to our new brothers and sisters uh, to the podcast. Mouse Krogan, she's an Adelaide Crows mega tragic. Ross Waite, the GM of Power Community Limited, the legend that he is. You're still wearing the power hat, mate. You haven't taken it off your head well, all week. Well, I brought the power you're, hat you're partly to annoy you. That's unlucky. So Marcus Harris has just been dismissed and rain stops play. That is, that's just demoralising, that, isn't it? That is a little bit unlucky. That's typical um, for I brought, now anyway, back to the footy. Yeah, back to the uh, podcast. Back to, what is it? The Pod, podcast. podcast. Um, I brought the hat in just to annoy you, the Port Adelaide <laughs> hat, because I thought the first thing you'd say, you piss, you which piss. is what you did. Exactly so um, right. that was good. Um, Tony Pearson. Not sure whether it's Tony Pearson. But he's actually the chair of White Ribbon Australia. So he's on board Excellent. the Funky Best That's great. Train. Very good. Um, Hayden uh, from Maitland, New South Wales, a Crows fan. He actually put in a tweet out. He said, I'm not even angry about results anymore. This team gives no cahoots, so why should I? I never felt so flat, disappointed in my football club to no end. Simple as that, it's time to rebuild Adelaide Football Club. So he's clearly in the pits of despair like the rest of us. Uh, ben Taylor, another one. Nikki, she says, LA Crows my passion. The Sensible Crow podcast. There's Now, I'm going to mention a few podcasts. Tonight, There's a lot of Crow podcasts at the moment. There are. He said, maybe Richard Douglas heard my podcast. Hopefully not. 
you'll probably get sad if he does. It's not kind because it was honest. But reflecting back, thank you for a fine career. So Dougie's obviously announced his retirement today. Or well, he's sacking. <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you speak to, whether it's Adelaide I thought or it was almost a bit of a famous, like, congratulations, Dougie, you've retired. We're and sacking. then uh, they've interviewed him. <laughs> congratulations on your retirement. Oh, I haven't retired. Yeah, I'll, I'll play mm. next year. Mm. Oh, whether he does or not. Mm. Um, but the big talking point was obviously having Ross Waite um, in with us in Funky's house last week. Um, he was fantastic. His family got in and, and talked to Ross on our Facebook page. So to John, Damo and Kelly Waite, they're all put in touch by Georgia Mullins Butler, who's um, we know is a mutual friend of ours. So thank you for um, making contact about Ross. That was great. Um, and they all showed Ross how much they love him as a son which is fan and brother, which is fantastic. So let's get to your tweet. You put out during the week, um, seems everyone is in favour of Adelaide's external review, but has anyone thought about what it will actually do? Would the board endorse the recommendations? That's the big key, folk. They can go and get an external review, but will uh, Chapman, Pike, Burton and uh, Fagan actually do anything with it? Well, that that was where I was going with it, because everyone's talking about the external review to be this must, big thing. Must be done, must so be done. So I just wanted to think, okay, so if this is coming, what's next? So uh, I just wanted to put the thought in people's minds, and I tagged a few of our um, regular <laughs> followers in. Great that our brothers and sisters, Mick Abbott, Donkey Magoo, great name, Donkey, we still love that. Yeah, 12, 12 months, I still love that name. Stephen Crow, uh, he's, he's prolific on Twitter. Tom Richardson and Barty Magic, all created great feedback to that tweet. So well done, Funk, uh, that uh, got happened. Um, <laughs> Stephen Crow actually wrote, the terms of reference will be important, but publicly releasing the findings is paramount, which is spot on, mm. but whether that will happen. Tom Richardson put up a, a gif of Donald Trump saying, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his gifts, so uh, Tommy. Yeah, and his uh, latest article um, about the weekend was almost like, the worse the football gets, the better his columns get. So I, I think he's in a no-lose situation. I, tell you, I feel bad for him having to write that each week. Our last follower update, we heard about the People's Dog Hot Chevy, or Shirley, as you may know, um, raced up at Hillsville in the final $35,000 first How'd prize. How'd it go? How'd it go? Nah, no good. Oh, uh, it came hot about, Chevy? came about six, People's dog. six out of eight, or out of yeah. nine. Um, the dog that won... Um, um, track record dominated one oh, really? five six lengths so absolutely killed it um, I, I messaged the uh, owner Jimmy Norris long time Funky Bear's face uh, brother he said yeah winner broke the track record our only chance was him being slow out and Shirley getting a good start but this winner nailed it had the field covered so well, I'm going to make a call, external review <laughs> for the hot Chevy. But what's going to happen with I the want, I want accountability. I want it made public. I want to find out why a hot Chevy ran six. Completely agree. Uh, if we're going to back the people's dog, it's got to perform for us, Funky. Have I said what we're doing tonight? Yep. Oh, good. Very good. So, Baz's bake is out. Out. Yeah. Um, On the bench. Funky's flat. Go, mate. But, mate, mate. I'm not happy. You're not, I, you're not I'm, not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'll tell you why I'm not happy. Now, I'm not happy because England are up and about, aren't they? They're claiming Jofra Archer as their own. We've won the first test. They've drawn the second, and they are cock-a-hoop. Cock I was listening to them on the radio. They are so confident. Now, have a listen to this. I've investigated about this Jofra Archer, right? So why is he playing for England? 
He's never played for England before, and suddenly they bring in this guy. He didn't even get chosen in the first test, so Squad. now he is the player. I've done some research. Have a listen to this. So the England and Wales Cricket Board, they wanted to increase their team's chances at the World Cup. So yeah. they've changed the eligibility rules oh, from dear. seven years to three. So if you move to the mother country, if you move to England after 18, you can't automatically play, play for England. You get to wait traditionally seven years. So it came about that Joffre Archer was playing the Big Bash in Australia, playing um, local leagues and yeah. causing a sensation. Hobart Hurricanes, who was playing for, yeah. They worked out England were suffering in their ashes um, for bowlers, uh, even though, you know, they're doing quite well. Yeah. Um, also, with the World Cup coming up, they changed the rule from seven to three. Wow. So have a listen to this. The former sports minister, Jerry Sutcliffe, who's now an integrity and sport consultant, oh. expressed alarm at the change. I certainly do have concerns as it reduces the opportunities for people born in this country. I'll be looking for reassurances that this rule has not been done to suit one ind individual on a whim. So apparently there was rumours that yeah they wanted to bring him in over a... Sh um... Have there been any other players brought in? Other than well, that? I'm glad you mentioned that, Face, and oh. you, I w didn't even um, ask you to, to look at that. But England, right, have a population of 55 million people. Australia, 24. So th they've got... Twice as many. Yeah, two and a half times more yeah. people to choose from. Then they changed the rule. So have a listen to this. These are the people that were not born in England, and I'm sure you remember these names. So we've got Adam and Ben Holyoke from yeah. Australia. This is South Africa. Tony Gregg, Alan Lamb, Robin Smith, Andrew Strauss. Did you know that Andrew Strauss was a South African? Kevin wow. Kevin Peterson, I'm sure we all know that one. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Pryor, the wicketkeeper. Uh, Trot, Ian Trot, um, the opening batsman, West Indies. I think we know them, but these were you know all born in the West Indies. Gladstone Small, Philip De Freitas, Devon Malcolm, Chris Lewis, Andy Caddick was a New Zealander. Oh, Ben Stokes is a New Zealander. Zealander. Do you know how many um, internationals he's that a, they've had? He's a criminal. Also. Sixty-two. Sixty-two people not born in England have played Test cricket. That's absurd. Um, back into the old times, Douglas Jardine from the Body Line. <laughs> Colin Cowdery. These are their legends who have come in. Um, their imports. Derek Pringle, the little yeah. um, wobbly seamer. Uh, Graham Hick, we know about him. Yeah. Uh, this is one He's of, assistant what, coach my... at Australia now, Hick. He's their batting coach. Ah, very good. Yeah. Um, well, glad to have him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ted Dexter. I wanted to name my dog Ted Dexter because <laughs> um, I love the name so much. So he was an opening batsman for England and also a selector back in the 80s when we were smashing him and Ted Dexter was on. He's born in Italy. Uh, Garrett Jones. Hang on, hang on. How can he be born in Italy with the name Ted Dexter? He was born in Italy. Oh, so um, this is a raw face. Um, I'm not happy. England are claiming... This archer as their, as their own. They all of a sudden they love him. They're up and about. We've had one hand on this ashes. They've changed the rules to bring him in. I'm not happy. Great funky's flap. Did you look at um, the Aussies that have come in from other countries? Uh yeah. There's only about half of us. Like Kepler, yeah. uh, Kawaja. Oh yeah. But we we've had about twenty or so. Yeah. That's incredible. 60 in there, mm. and they're massive names for them as well. They're they really big names. That is huge. 
What are we going to next, mate? I like the flat. Thank you. Thank you. Baz um, is in trouble. Uh, hopefully, Baz is listening in his svelte bronze state <laughs> with his um, pearly white teeth. Pearly white teeth and also the bintang in his hand while he's at the pool he's getting a massage. And he's, do you reckon he's going to come back with braided hair? Well, I see his daughter got that done. She yeah. looks uh, perfect. They braided hair, maybe they have to do the back. Well, you can't do much of the top, can you, no, really? you can't. Might pull it out. Um, let's do a would you rather face. Love to. What You kick it off. All right. Um, heading into the last week of finals this week, there's teams that are jostling for positions. Who would you rather be in the last week of finals? Port that are 11th, Adelaide that are 10th, Hawthorne that are 9th, or Western Bulldogs that are 8th? Western Bulldogs, easy. Easy one for Western Why? Bulldogs. Why? Uh, they, they are streets ahead of all of those teams. I think yeah. um, Hawthorne are the second favourite, but they've got West Coast at home. So Hawthorne are coming good. I think Hawthorne are probably only another year away from being a good team I agree. again. Yeah. Um, Especially if they get some of these players that are rumoured. Unlucky for... Uh, I guess it's not really unlucky when you lose by about 100 points for Port Adelaide, mm. but Crows are miles away. They could actually finish below North Melbourne. Because North Melbourne could actually beat the one percent. I can't remember yeah. who North are playing, but um, Crows could finish as low as twelfth, which is uh, disaster for yeah. So I I think Western Bulldogs by a mile. Uh, Western Bulldogs Crows in Ballarat. It's probably about two degrees. Uh, Bulldogs <laughs> would be all over, and then it's all over. Yeah. Um, and I reckon they'd start all right in that first final too. They're probably playing Collingwood probably or GWS or something at home maybe. I looked at the um, lineup today. It looks like, yeah, you're right, Collingwood or yeah, GWS. So, the, so. so to think the Bulldogs might win a final after being, like, four weeks ago. Not even a chance. Yeah, people said that they, uh, I think they just, um, they were the team that after their premiership were going to be the first team to not play finals three years in a row. Well, correct, I did see that. For, and it was something like 80, 70, 80 years or something that it hasn't happened. So yeah, so they're a danger remarkable. team um, in the yeah. first final. If they, if they actually get through and play a Melbourne team in the second week, they could even, you know, come top Go four. Ahead, so yeah. um, no, they're I, a team to look out for I next year. I agree with you, Cole. Yeah, Western Bulldogs, you're, you're in destiny of your own hands, really, where the other teams are relying on the ones above them to, to lose or to stuff up this week. So uh, who have you got? What do you got, Fun? Well, would you rather face... Would you rather the Crows go backwards for three years to go forwards... Or finish between six to ninth over the next four years. No, can't do six to ninth. What, where has that got us previously? We've done that before. We've done it for twenty years. Yeah, nah. We depends what your backwards to forwards is. It's bottom three. Yeah, that hurts. That our state can't survive. Our um, football club can't survive finishing bottom three for three like three years in a row. South Australia can't cope when um, the crows finish. Uh, even eighth, really. Yeah. Between eighth to tenth. So if no, they finish bottom, Crows have never ever, yeah. over its history, twenty five years, never bottomed out. Mm. Massively high expectations. But I, I think they're about to. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what they do. Who who wants to go and who's traded? Who's delisted? Obviously, there's been Otten and Douglas. They're in it. Otten's never really been inside much this year anyway. But you know, it's that second tier of players that or in the first 18 or first 21 that do want to go and go to another club. Don't blame them. Sounds like the club's in a bit of a disarray at the moment. So. Everyone's talking about Brisbane, but they've been... They've gone backwards for seven years. So. <clears throat> they've had 10 years of it, haven't they? What do you got, Face? Would you rather be 
the Birdman, Brett Burton, or Chris Davies. Now, I'll tell you why. So, obviously, mm. Burton, we've talked about, you know, um, he's got his L plates as football director or uh, football manager of the Crows. Um, he was behind the collective minds. He brought in Haas before they um, brought in Steve Saunders this year. Um, uh, didn't provide, uh, uh, clearly had a run in with Matty Bode, which sent him to Carlton. Um, there's no offer to David Teague for his coaching contract after 2017. He's now got a senior position at Carlton. There's so many decisions, which I think Kane Corns talked about, the decisions that Burton's made since he's been in the role. As opposed to Chris Davies, this week it's come out that players have got to roll over payments. Like, when's the last time that we've heard... That's not Chris Davies' fault, though. He's the GM of football. Mm. He's the GM, so who's, whose fault is it then? Well, it's a club's financial situation. So they have had a bad schedule and they've had bad weather this oh. year. It massively affects their... That, their resources. But how can that... Oh, that's their profit and loss, I guess. But for me, they've put players on contracts. They can't commit to it. That's that's He's surely in charge of that. Chris Davies is surely in charge of player contracts and when players get paid. You can't not pay players. They're out there busting their arse. You can't say, sorry, Robbie Gray, which has happened. Sorry, Bokey. Can you roll this over next year? Just don't get that pool this year. So they're, next are, year. they're not saying they're not paying them. They're changing the timing of the of the payments, so bringing them into when they can bring in um, other sources of yeah, revenue. Timing well. it to next year. <laughs> so um, I, I don't think that's Chris Davies' fault. I think everyone's looking at Port Adelaide this week. They lost by a billion points against yeah. whoever they played North I Melbourne. Think it was more. Yeah. Um, Port have traded out some gun players to Agreed. get some young fellas, yeah. and everyone's like Sat Hinkley. They need to have a look at who they took out and who they got in, yeah. they're in a good state for another um, and couple another years, couple of years, and they are a billion miles ahead of and, where the Crows is. And they've got is. games into the kids. I think yeah. I th- Hinkley's good. I actually know both uh, the Birdman, I went to uni with the Birdman and worked with Chris Davies at the Eagles. Oh, so, I probably shouldn't have given uh, you that. I will actually then? back both of them because they're both good people. <laughs> it's a, I also think it's they're in a job that everyone's got an opinion on it. Yeah. It's bloody hard. I work with a hundred people. They probably got. There's probably a hundred opinions on how I do it. There's probably millions under those guys. So I there do feel go. for them. All right, you got another one. Uh, you ready, bets? You got two contracts in front of you. They're both one year. One says Adelaide. One says Carlton. What do you do? Um, I reckon you're playing more as a development role with Adelaide next year. They can't afford that. Sorry. Crows can't afford that. No. Well, he's contracted, but I think there'll be other players in front of where he plays next year, so he'll spend more time in the SNFL, similar to... So you're saying he, you would rather him playing at Norlunga no. in the Crows SNFL no, no, side no, than saying, MCG if with if Carlton? I'm, if I'm Eddie, I'd go to Carlton. Oh, there we go. Why did you say that? That was a long way around, so I'll go to Carlton. Oh. Glad, sorry, glad sorry. you're not telling your wife what you... <laughs> so we're staying in Adelaide. Oh, no, I mean, we're going to Melbourne. Oh, why did you say that? Okay. Um, Eddie's going to... I'm sure Baz is thinking this is going really well now. Yeah. Um, would you rather a potential senior coach take on, or as potential senior coach, take on Fremantle or St Kilda as clubs? Who would you go for? They're the two vacancies at the moment. I uh, Fremantle are hemorrhaging... Uh, sorry. St Kilda... <laughs> I'm like you. I think one thing and say the other. Um, St Kilda are hemorrhaging money. Still being propped up by the AFL. Yep. Oh, millions. Uh, I'll go Fremantle 
every minute of the day. St Kilda, St Kilda were my team that needed to be kicked out of the competition. Yeah, struggling for relevancy, aren't they? Um, three hour by a billion miles. Beautiful. Mm. All right. Uh, what would you do? Yeah, I think the same. Mm. Okay, your Ross line this is my last one. Face. Yep. Uh, you would you rather be sat with one year to go and have your contract fully paid out, yep. or would you rather? Coach for one more year and try and redeem the last four. What do you mean redeem? Oh, because he hasn't made it for That's the last right. four. Uh, as a senior coach, you'd back yourself to do that last year. Yeah. So even if that might mean that you're in all sorts. What about someone who likes getting paid for not doing any work? <laughs> that did raise my eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind the idea of that. If my work's listening and would mm. like to do that for, for me for 12 months. He could be the highest paid person in the AFL next year. He could get well, $800,000. might be in the same boat. Yep. So North Melbourne are paying him. So he AFL's could get... Yeah. Uh, Ross Lyon could get eight hundred for not coaching. And then he might slip into the Gold Coast Suns as the head of head football of... for four hundred. That's not bad. He'll still get 800 But regardless. you are right, Face. You do back yourself in. Yeah. To, There's a certain amount of pride, I think, as to, a senior um, coach that be, come nah, in I'll and turn it around. And you can change that story about. And you know what? I reckon he probably has a point. He's had massive hits to injuries this year to key position players. I don't like that, Face. Nah. Four years. He hasn't. Uh, so, so Ross Lyon has said, we've had injuries, and when we've had our players, we've beaten six injuries. out of the top eight. He hasn't made finals for four years. If you haven't made finals for four years, you cannot say we've had players with injuries. He's accountable for, in high performance, you're accountable for your win-loss. Jeez, I'm glad you're not my boss because you'd pick holes in my stories like every day. So um, I'm glad we're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have we got next, mate? Face the fresh finds. Oh, I'll tell you what. I've had two weeks of fresh finds because, uh, as I said, Rossi Waite uh, yeah. was brilliant last week. So I'm going to go through it as quickly as I can. Um, but a uh, little bit of time for fresh finds tonight. So, KO Sports. You know that I'm on the KO Sports mm. train, Funky. They've That's got like this... the free Foxtel. It's like the <laughs> Audi. <laughs> it's like the Audi of um, home sports, it is, isn't it, Faith? Especially. Um... <laughs> what do you reckon the chances it, are? Better than Audi. If you than... went into Audi on the weekends, which is highly likely, yes. I will. Yep. What are the chances of people who shop at Audi also have? What's it called? Kygo's a DJ that I follow on Spotify. I can um, I can take a I can take a poll if you like, mate. I'll just mm. ask some random people yeah. if they have code. Um, they've got thirty for thirty short sporting films on at the moment. So yeah. little highlight, little highlight nice. packages. Yeah. One is about called the Sweat Solution. It's about, it's a kidney specialist from the Uni of Florida. He develops Gatorade to help replenish the fluid lost by the school football team in the area. So it's all about the start-up of Gatorade, which yeah. is great. The one that caught my eye was called Nathan's Annual Hot Dog Eating Contest. So this is right up your alley with being a gluten-free man. It's all about getting contestants to beat the record of 74 hot dogs, eating 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. So seven hot dogs a minute down your gullet. That's and they're just, they're, you know, American-style hot dogs. So the plain hot dogs, fun dog, that's it. Good effort. Um, someone who is the fastest eater of... Hot food is he's not, he, he's not here tonight. Yeah, he's in Bali. Yeah. Um, he's uh, famous for the three-bite pie. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Whereabouts was that again? Yeah, it was in. It's probably like it was, in Oyen or something like yeah, that. And you probably watched on, it down on with, the way um, to the Braves or with the uh, vanilla slice. The locals in Oyen <laughs> call it the snot block. So he's probably got the three bite pie and the snot block. I tell you what, that was impressive, and um, I hope that it was hot too, just so to burn the roof of his mouth. Mm. But I'll tell you what, the winner. So he's an eleven-time winner. He's done this year after year yeah. after year after year. Joey Chestnut is his name. I'll tell you what, if you've got a name like Chestnut, yeah, you've got to have something special about you. He ate 71 hot dogs for this year, so he just missed out on his own record. The four-time winner for the females, Mickey Sudo, a, a, a Japanese girl, 31 hot dogs. Good <laughs> she effort. Did a so How do you reckon pretty... your guts are the next day? Oh, I, I think you're struggling for a week or so. Yeah. yeah you, wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't be going what's out, the, a run. What sort of stature is this chestnut man? Is he a... No, he... he... Large like person. <laughs> Looks like you. <laughs> Which is probably not a great endorsement for yeah. my uh, BMI rating right now. But um, no, it, that would say if you've got KO, have a look at that. It's very, very interesting. Um, did you hear last week, and probably more relevance last week than being a week old now, North Melbourne's Tom Wilkinson, he's a rookie on North Melbourne's list. He quit the football club. I didn't hear that. To pursue being part of uh, this season's Amazing Race Australia. Yes, I heard that. So he only played last week. Uh, in North's VFL side. He hasn't made his debut. Eight disposals, kicked a goal. They lost by 100 points. <laughs> he thought, bugger this, I'm yeah, out of yeah, here, I'm going on TV. Yeah. He's actually partnering up with Paul Ruse's son, Tyler Ruse, oh, right. on the show. That sounds a bit contrived to me, Fess. Well, yeah. what do you reckon? He's mm. gone and the management said, you know I'm shit. I'm not yeah. going to be here next year. Yeah, uh, I'm going to chase my fame on TV. So, interesting. This one came out today, and you'd, be, you'd hate this, Funky. I'm mm. not sure you've seen this. You might have seen it from a tweet uh, from uh, Mike Teagle earlier tonight. The Brighton Bombers, a footballer and a water boy, have been banned for see. one week mm-hmm. by Adelaide Footy League for a beer incident. Yeah, I did so see for this. The, those that haven't heard, um, Brighton Reserves footballer William Cheeseman Chies- Dutton and water boy Tim Pearman learnt their lesson the hard way after cracking open a beer and having a drink during the match last Saturday. So the runner is out there holding a beer, drinking mm. a beer as he's running out. Then he gives it, to, well, the player takes it as a swig. This is Div 1 Reserves. Mm. I, I can't. Who, who banned the player? Uh, well, the, the club the or the league? The league. Yep. And they've given their club a ban, a warning or a yep. um, penalty as well. They've got a one week suspension from the league. So Div 1 Reserves, that's bloody good footy. Mm. They're playing at Brighton Oval. Like you, even Div Seven, you wouldn't hear stuff like that happening. Maybe vintage rules like we've played before. Could just say that Adelaide Footy League. Uh, well yep. done to them. Absolutely. So I'd be interested to see your point because you know my view on it, face. But what's your thoughts? No, that, yeah. that, that's ridiculous. Mm. Like that's a bloody high level competitive level of footy. They'll they won the game by ten goals, but still, that's like I'll show you these images here. I know we're mm. a podcast, so no one can see it, but. To see a runner running around with a hand super dry, I just I just don't get that. That's just um, it's disrespect for the, your opponents. You did one game; they're playing do one footy. Probably some of them too. So um, and the environment of kids being around in a sporting club and mm-hmm. seeing what their um, heroes are doing, and yeah. uh, that's not the environment for how good sport can be for your health. So um, I and I reckon this fully endorse the Adelaide Footy League for what they're doing, and I think the. Uh, club might get so, a phone call to John Kerner? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he obviously spoke and said, you know, it's a bad look. And yeah, well done, Kerner's. Good so stuff. Now, I wanted to talk about this on last week's podcast, but I'm going to go to men's hockey. 
Hockey. We don't often talk about men's hockey. No, I podcast. think we never have. <laughs> well, here's, here's the debut tonight. Yeah. So, thinking back to your hockey knowledge and expertise, which is probably very minimal, like yeah. mine, what do you think would constitute a good score in hockey? Like a, like an average Three. win? Three. Mm. Okay, that's that's a great response. Well, I'm going to tell you about the Div 2 Metro Men's Hockey, a significant win in the league that involved an, a funky bad face, or... A funky face. Yeah. Brother of ours last week, Tim Geddes, a.k.a. The Ghetto the, Blaster. The Ghetto Blaster. Ghetto Blaster. It was an actual thumping. He plays for the Port Magpies. Played the Woodville Peckers. Uh, Woodville started two players down. Stupidly, in hockey, they didn't put a goal in. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so the first 15 minutes, it was Port Magpies 6, Woodville Peckers 0. And after about 15 minutes, mm. or after about 20 minutes or so, they um, had their full complement of players. Yeah. They were um, eight one after they had everyone on. Yeah. They won eighteen one, eighteen one, and our man Ghetto Blaster. How many you reckon you got? Put through six. Two. Oh, <laughs> Ghetto Blaster! Ghetto Monster! Oh. Uh, he said, "Look, I'm a backman. He plays in defence or whatever that's yeah. called in hockey." So yeah, yeah. I, I said, "It's all right." I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll tell him he scored eight or something. Yeah, just yeah. To, yeah. Good he work scored to two. So well done, Ghetto. Got a great, great win. He's playing like. A's and he's they should have he should have retired about three years well that goalkeeper he should have stayed out like six goals without them twelve goals with them (laughs) that goalkeeper sack surely yeah absolutely Um, so well done and good luck to the I can't believe I'm saying this well done good luck to the Port Magpies in the Metro Div 2 men's hockey for the rest of the year for the finals I think they might be following uh, Funky and Face yes I agree Um, I'm going to talk about four rival podcasts Funky um, and tell me if I'm talking too long here, but first one is about Road to the Draft. So this is Cal Toomey and Nat Edwards, and they interviewed our man Haggis, our yep. recruiter, Hamish Ogilvy. Great interview. If you haven't heard it, get onto the Road to the Draft on afl.com.au. He talked about possible options heading into this year's draft. Might only have three picks for the Crows, depending on later picks. Talked about father-son options, players that got away in previous drafts. How's this for a list of names? Harris Andrews, Harry Himmelberg, which we know they bid it on, Taron Thomas, they bid it on. Mitch Lewis, who's playing up forward for Hawthorne. Dan Houston, who's playing at Port. And James Warple. We're massively keen on James mm. Warple. They got Andrew... The Warpedo. Mc... Yep, the Warpedo. Got Andrew McPherson instead, who's yet to play a game. He's injured all the time. Um, said if they had another pick, they would have picked Warple up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about the pick swap with Carlton. You have some great stories as a recruiter oh, of... You can of have it. What you could have had or... When you retire, you just... These are my teams of near misses. Absolutely. Um, talked about current players, uh, Chase Jones, Ned McHenry, the two couple of early picks. Said that Fogarty was bored at SANFL level, mm-hmm. and it's great to see him get a chance at AFL level. Talked about some of the others saying that they're, they're good, but they're not ready to play AFL yet. My second podcast is the Trends podcast. Talked about this one before with Mark McGowan. This is when he interviewed Henry Playfair, who's an assistant coach at St Kilda after crossing uh, from Sydney. Talked about how to associate, this is right up your alley actually, about how to associate with different types of players and in particular the differences between forwards and backs. So what, if you're a forward, what type of person do you think you are? Flamboyant, you've got tips in your hair. That, that is the exact word except for tips in the hair. Flamboyant, that's <laughs> spot on. So flamboyant, eccentric, creative. And he said, so you can't be too hard on them because you'll stifle their creativity. But if you're too loose, then they run their own show. Mm-hmm. Similar to like an Ivan Silvey type mm-hmm. player. Um, where a defender, 
It's almost the reverse. Saw the big Sylvie uh, during the week, actually. Oh, the, the kid. Mm. Oh, I probably should play it. Uh, uh, I'll kid. give you a little story from him. When he was playing for Williston, <laughs> he was the big full forward. Yep. I was the back pocket for Barossa, and I just, oh, no. I just love standing in that hole <laughs> where the full forward, you know, that's where they want to go. And it was only sort of like late when I started to work out where I could stand and stuff like that. And I just heard him, Harry, get out of the way. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so I moved. <laughs> That's a very smart he's, a lot, he's a lot bigger than I'll me. I'll tell you what, he was a great teammate, Sylvie. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, it was good playing with him. Talk about defenders. So this is, this is more you, Funky. A disciplined, structured individual. Um, all, almost about giving them create, creativity. So trying to force that out of them rather than being a dour lockdown defender. So very, very interesting on the Trends podcast with Mark McGowan. The third one is coming out this week, Sacked podcast. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Mick Malthouse and a few others yep. before. Mark Williams was on it this one. Oh, So that was yeah, very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Went for almost an hour, talked about how Mark Bickley breaking Wakeland's draw mm-hmm. just before finals, I think it was 2002, 2003, yep. had an impact on their structure and game plan. I think Paxman did a knee also. So he said that sort of threw them mm-hmm. out just before finals. Talked about our man, Roger James, and gave him a massive accolade about the 2004 prelim final. And he also discussed who fainted right at the end of that game. That was very close to him. Um, Such the tenseness of the game. So listen out for that. Um, He thought he was going to be coaching the Giants after Sheedy, Mm -hmm. and then the Giants basically screwed him over. Um, He almost coached Essendon, almost coached St Kilda. Um, His relationship with Dusty and then about his... Uh, cancer battle that he's mm-hmm. um, won as well. So very, very interesting, uh, especially if you're a port person. Great, great um, uh, history there. Can I just uh, Go. Uh, interrupt? Next week we have Anthony Alessiani. Yes. Power from Port live in Funky's lounge room next week. So beautiful. Perfect timing because we'll know. You're going to keep your head on, mate? Yes, I will keep my head on. <laughs> I'll welcome him into my home. Um, we're not going to invite him here in the face of shed. We think more highly of him than that. Um, good. It was almost a good timing for just before the finals too, because we'll know the state. The and I sent him a message during the week, and I said, "Mate, it might be some sort of like bonding session, given our team is both yeah, our teams we are might so need bad." An open fire out the back of yeah. your house. So, so it's been a right. power love in the last few weeks. It has been, um, and interesting that Matt has softened or Baz has softened in his love for Port. I've never thought I'd hear him say that. Should have. Cracked on to him about that one. Um, last one is about Craig Hutchinson. He was on Conversations with Cornsey. Really good um, interview. Talked about how he started journalism. He actually pretended, he, his dad let him write stories about local football games and pretended that it was him, but it was actually Hutchie actually doing it. And that's how he got his start. So for 12 months, Hutchie's writing mm. stories and no one knew. Um, <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. He's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get paid and do no work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Talked about TV experiences at 7 and 9, um, his regrets about St Kilda. He actually called out Justin Kaczynski for sexual uh, yep. allegations and it wasn't him and how he got sued over that. Um, talked about how he took over Croc Media in Australia and um, how it's going forward. So my last one, Faces Fresh Fine. And thanks for hanging in there, Funky. But I, it's been two weeks of build-up of I've had a couple fresh wines. Don't worry about that. A feel-good story to finish off. So Sorrento captain James Hallahan made a miraculous return from an injury last week. He ruptured his ACL, and in less than nine weeks, he was back playing football on the weekend and in the best players uh, in their win, just 62 days. 
So he did his ACL uh, before seeing a surgeon. He Googled. <laughs> he went on quickest recoveries from an ACL. It came up with a case study from the uh, Europe Premier League with a player over five years ago. Got in touch with the physio that sorted out the player and what he needed to do. Ten sessions a week, uh, two sessions a day. He played on the wing on the weekend. And last year they lost by a point in the grand mm. final. Played with his brother who's been on Hawthorne and Gold Coast lists. Um, so he wanted the opportunity to play in a grand final again or potential to win a grand final with his brother. And that's what motivated him. So that amazing. Nine weeks. That you, you don't hear that. Nah, that's got he's got disaster written all over mm. it. But um, let's hope he can get through. It's brilliant. I like it, face. Well done. Thank you, mate. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been great. You know, we've just got more room in this space you know now. There's, there's yeah. more funky and face yeah. time. That's yeah. what I really like about it. Yep. We can spread out. There's no interruptions. And I'm looking forward to darts tonight because that is normally asses his way to a win. So it's gonna be a nice gentleman's game tonight. Yeah, and uh, he's just he's. Technique is quite weird, isn't oh, it? He's sort of like he foot faults his, way, all his way through and he quite likes it. But um, good to speak to your face. Thanks, Funky. See you, See you mate.